Welcome to My Teacher Friends Podcast. My name is Rachel, and I am a middle school choir teacher. I'm so excited to be hosting this podcast to share stories, teaching tips, and inspiration. Each week, I'll be joined by one of my smart, talented, passionate teacher friends for a conversation about all things education. Join us, because there's no job as challenging or as rewarding as being a teacher. This is my third time trying to record this intro. (laughs) Oh, I am on my couch right now. Hi. Hi, everybody. I forgot to say hi. How are you? I am not using my fancy microphone. I am sitting on my couch. I have many blankets and pillows and, uh, This is just what you're going to get today, all right? And I'm not apologizing. So today's episode, I am very excited for. It was recorded at the end of 2020, just a heads up. And it is with my friend Jenea. Jenea and I go way back. She'll tell you the story. And um, she's just one of those lights in our world, people. She is so kind, so helpful, so supportive. She's just a good human. And I am confident you will learn from her in more ways than one from this episode. She really does a good job talking about not only revolving your life around teaching Um, and for people who say well teachers you get the summers off well listen to what she has to say because uh, it's not quite how it works so with that said it's time for this week's episode I hope that it inspires you I hope that it provides you with new knowledge and comfort and something insightful. Here's my friend, Jenea. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Jenea. I've known Jenea for 11, almost 12 years. So let's get started with a little bit about you. Can you share your educational history, where you went to school, and what other professional jobs you've had leading up to where you are today? No worries. Um, Well, you and I know each other because I studied abroad in the United States when I was in high school. So um, I did my schooling in Australia in a Catholic school um, before coming to Wisconsin, where I went to high school in a public high school. And uh, then I came back to Australia and I finished off my schooling. And then I started university um, on the Gold Coast in Australia at Southern Cross. And I loved my experiences in America as a teenager. And so I always wanted to come back. And I had the opportunity in my second half of my second year um, to end the first half of my third year of my degree to come back to America and um, study abroad as a university student. So um, I applied for a scholarship for that and I was fortunate enough to get it. And um, I kind of knew that 
Wisconsin was always somewhere where I wanted to come back to. Um, there were no universities close to where I studied in high school, but the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire was the closest. And um, I obviously knew you were there and a couple of other people that I'd gone to high school with were there. So um, I chose to come back there. I did, as I said, part of my degree out in Wisconsin. And then I came back to Australia and finished my um, Bachelor of Arts and Education in Teaching um, at Southern Cross University. I then started my teaching degree and within about two years of um, teaching, I decided to do my master's degree. So I went back to Southern Cross University whilst I was still um, teaching full-time and got my master's of education in educational leadership. That's my pathway. <laughs> what have you been teaching? Have you been teaching the same thing all these years or have you switched? Yes. I, I guess in Australia, it's, it's similar to America where you have to do three, well, we have to do three practical experiences before we go out into the field. So my first practicum was in a grade one class. My second practicum was in a grade four class. And then my third practicum was in a grade five class. And so in Australia, primary school is pre-K, well, kindergarten through to grade six. That's our primary school. And then our high school is grade seven to grade 12. So that's how we kind of break our schooling up. So when I had done, worked in each of those grade levels, it was, then we break our primary school up into stages. So we have stage one, um, which is grades one and two, and then stage two, which is three and four, and then stage three, which is five and six. So I had been in all three stages, which is kind of what they try to do. Um, and then when I finished my degree, the teacher that I did my practicum experience with, my third one in grade five, she was actually moving into administrative role and they offered me a teaching position before I had even finished my degree. So I... I actually finished middle way through the year. So they had asked me to, however, I had also got a scholarship to go and do a teacher immersion trip in Cambodia for six weeks. So I couldn't start. There's so many things that are different in Australia. So um, our teaching year is from January till December, the end of January to the beginning of December. And we break it down into four terms. And so after each, each term is about nine or 10 weeks and then we have a two week break. So I couldn't start in term three because I was in Cambodia, but I could start in term four. So I took over her classroom teaching role for the last term of year five. And then I continued on with that same cohort of students into grade six. And then I spent three years in grade six. I changed um, schools and I went back to grade five. I've done the last two years in grade five. And I've just found out that next year I'm moving back to year six. So I've kind of spent my time in upper primary, which I love. That's awesome. And you have such an interesting pathway because you got to experience life as a student in the U.S. and in Australia. So just thinking about as a student and now as a teacher, what are some similarities or differences in the U.S. versus in Australia? So I guess the biggest difference in Australia is that we have more private schools. And I think in America, when you think of private schools, it's like you have your public system and then your private schools are kind of like $10,000 up. Like they're, you know, they're, they're kind of real um, elitist, uh, whereas in Australia, like in Australia, 
we kind of have variations. So we have our public system and then I guess the step up from that would be like your Catholic Christian schools, which are only about 1500 to three grand a year. Um, and then you kind of move up into your Anglican, you know, private schools and they're like six to 10,000. And then you kind of move up to your boarding schools and your real elite top grammar schools. And they're, you know, anywhere from $15,000 upwards. So I would say, um, you know, like 60% of our students in Australia would go, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to guess, like about 60% of students go to a private school here. Sorry, 60% go to a public school and about 40% go to a private school. Whereas I feel like my experience in America was especially, um, you know, especially in Wisconsin, most kids go to a public school. So, you know, I would say like 80 to 90% of kids are in a public school in Wisconsin and 10% are private. Um, I didn't know any kids that went to a private school in Wisconsin where most, most students here, you know, or come some go you know a lot might do primary school and public school and then high school they'll choose a private school and like trying to get them ready for university or a career um so that was that's probably one of the biggest differences just that we have more affordable options for private schools i was just going to ask what about like the teacher training programs because when you were at eau claire you got to experience some time in the classroom and like in a cohort mm -hmm. in the education building. And obviously yeah. you had that experience in Australia too. Like what, what was that like in both places? Um, like, I don't think there is much difference in regards to teaching. Um, you know, I, I think um, teachers in Australia are, are a little bit more respected. Um, they're certainly well, you know, much paid much higher um, than teachers in America. So I think that, you know, that there's definitely that that difference. You know, I think when you say to people in America, oh, you're a teacher, they're like, oh, you know, they you've got kind of the people that think you're a godsend and that you just kind of d devote your life to teaching and they know that you don't do it for a lot of money. Then there's kind of the other side of that where, you know, people don't respect teachers, where I think... In Australia, um, yeah, teachers are kind of held in a high regard and, and really respected and paid well for what we do. So um, I think there's there's still discrepancies with different schools that you work in. Um, but yeah, I mean, how we teach the curriculum, um, teaching strategies, all of those things are, are similar. But yeah, the, the respect um, is, is probably a little bit different. I remember when you explained that to me for the first time when we were in college and just talking about the difference between salaries, like my jaw dropped. I was, yeah. I had never known that and it was yeah. just crazy to me. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that you are on the end where <laughs> you are highly respected and, and compensated yeah. appropriately for that. And I think, um, you know, I guess when you think about teaching, you know, especially in Australia, as I said, we have four terms that are broken down and then we have two weeks holiday every 10 weeks. And then we have about six or seven weeks, depending on whether you work in the private or, private or public system over our summer break. And, you know, um, the big thing that people like to say is, oh, you get all of these holidays, you know. Um, but I think that people forget how much time or how hard we work in our weeks that are term time. So, you know, 
generally during the school term, I'm doing 10, 11, 12 hour days, you know, throughout the week. I think last week we had our year six graduation at school and I did a 14 hour day because, you know, you get there at seven and then they've got a award ceremony and their celebration after school and I didn't leave till nine o'clock. Um, and so, you know, whilst we do get all of these holidays, we work really hard during our term time. Um, and, and I know we're coming up to the very end of our year, I only have three days left with kids and I'm exhausted. Like I am shattered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time for a break. It's time for it a break. <laughs> Well-deserved. Awesome. Okay, well, moving on. So I've been wrapping these questions all together. So feel free to answer them however you want. What's okay. going well for you in teaching right now? And then just thinking about some teaching tips, we will each give the listeners one tip to try. So mm -hmm. what's a teaching tip, something that has worked well for you in your classroom environment or and or for your own self-care right now? And maybe tell the listeners in this world we're living in right now with the pandemic, what is your teaching situation like? Um, okay wrapped into all of that. Cool. Um, so we're currently face-to-face full-time. Um, we're very lucky where we live in Queensland in Australia. Um, we kind of had our COVID situation under control pretty early on and we closed our borders to all other states. So whilst there were outbreaks in other parts of the country, um, Queensland was pretty sheltered from that. We did prepare to go to um, online learning um, and we kind of put all of the measures into place and then it never really eventuated. We, we did have um, some students who chose to learn virtually um, from home in the first four weeks of term three. Um, and that was because public schools in Queensland were, um, were teaching from home or teaching virtually. Um, however, because I'm a private school, we didn't have to kind of follow the same guidelines. So we gave our families the choice. Um, you know, whilst we are a private school, we, we do have a lot of working class, middle class families. Um, so we had parents in professions that were required to go to work every day and they didn't have an option for their children to to stay at home. So, um, you know, we have three classes in my grade level and two of our classes, two of our, yeah, two of our classes were, or two of our teachers were teaching um, face to face and we had one of our teachers um, teaching virtually. So we gave the students the choice and um, the third class, so the teacher that was teaching virtually, if her children wanted to come to school, then they were split amongst the other two teachers. So I generally have a class of about 24 and we were having 17 kids, including the other class coming each day between us. Um, so, you know, there were still a lot of families that were choosing to, to work virtually or remotely. Um, so, yeah, we did that um, uh, for a little while, um, but then we kind of come back and everything's everything's settled. Um, so, you know, I've been really fortunate um, that I, this year, I guess one of the, the big things that I've got going well for me this year is that I was fortunate enough to work with two really great teaching partners. Um, I think it, 
was a good reminder that the people that you work with really set the tone for how much you're going to enjoy or not enjoy your job every day. And I think as teachers, we really need good people around us to, um, to be there and to debrief and to kind of support you through everything. Um, so that was something that I was really fortunate with this year and I've got going well is that, yeah, I work with two of the most wonderful people that I could ask for. Um, and so I guess one of the things that we've tried really hard amongst all the chaos of 2020 is we've really tried to make time for one another beyond the classroom. Um, you know, we were doing Margarita Mondays um, <laughs> for a few weeks, for a few months there. You know, we were dedicating one Monday a month. Um, there's a burrito bar kind of close by to our work. So um, they had one dollar tacos on monday and cheap margaritas so we would go off there and um you know have margaritas and a couple of tacos and just kind of chat about everything other than school um and yeah i think in a teaching profession like yes you need to have a professional relationship with the people that you work with but you also need to be working with good people who are going to support you um as a person as well yeah that is an awesome tip to remember. Yeah, I, I've always said since I started in my current position, I am so lucky for the music team at my school and just in my district. We have a really strong team. When I started in my current position, the music team at my school welcomed me with open arms. We grew very close. And mm -hmm. now that we can't get together in person, um, I think that's a really good reminder, even if wherever you are in the world, if you can't get together in person, do a margarita night virtually or <laughs> yeah. you know, plan something. And I think that wraps it into self-care in itself because um, we need to not talk about school all the time. We need mm -hmm. to remember that we are human beyond just being our teacher selves. Um, yeah. you know, that's such a huge part of our identity and that's great, but like what else makes us us? Um, so I love that you brought that up because that's a really good reminder. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Do you have anything else to add for teaching tips, self-care, what's going well? You know, as I said, we're wrapping up our school year. So, um, you know, these but last You really are thinking about margarita nights. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so we're just wrapping up the year and I guess, you know, I'm just really making these last couple of weeks about solidifying the relationships that I have with my students. As I said, I'm going up to year six, so I'm going to have kind of this same cohort of kids. But um, funnily enough, I've only ended up with three of my previous students. So I've kind of got all new kids, but it's really important to me um, for my current kids to know that even if they're going to be in a different class or, you know, even if I wasn't going to grade six and I was staying in grade five that, you know, I'll always be a teacher that they can come back to and, and look to for guidance and support. And so, you know, um, I've kind of moved away from the, the curriculum this week and, and it's just been about building those relationships with kids and, and having fun, um, you know, getting outside the classroom. We've been playing lots of like soccer games and touch football games and things like that. And, um, you know, I've been I've been joining in, so there's nothing that the kids love more than you trying to keep up with them or tag them. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just been it's been really nice. Yeah, relationships matter 
all yeah. year long, right? Not just at the start of the year. A hundred percent. All right. Next, we're going to play a little game. Are you up for it? This has been making me nervous, but yes. <laughs> okay, so I don't know in Australia if you had these, but as a kid, I loved in third grade, we had these multiplication timed tests. No, I hated them. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, well, get ready. Um, so today, we're going to flip the deck and have a teacher time test. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. Are you ready? Sure. I have my timer here. I'm going to turn it off because it's kind of quiet. Okay, here we go. Favorite month of the school year? June. School lunch, always, sometimes, never? Always. Favorite thing to do in the summer or whatever that you don't do during the school year? Uh, spend as much time as I can at the beach. Teacher's lounge, always, sometimes, never. Oh, I'm pretty bad at this. I'd be close to never. First name of a student that had a huge impact on you? Um, Elijah. Going into school on the weekends, always, sometimes, never? Never. A teacher that inspired you as a child? Mrs. Clark. Teaching summer school or holiday school, always, sometimes, never? Never. Okay. <laughs> and that brings us to our time. Now, was that so bad? Well, I just realized with your school lunch question, because you guys do like hot lunch every day. When you said lunch, like, do I bring my lunch every day? So I bring my lunch every day. We have so like- you eat lunch, yes. School lunch. Yeah. You eat lunch at school, but you don't eat the lunch that school provides. No, like we have a really good canteen for bad food. Um, and so I try to avoid it at all costs. Oh. Yeah, like, and I was like, I should have, we should have, well, I, it had to be a surprise, but like summer school, do they have that in Australia or like, what is it? No, we have like, we have what's called, they call it OSH, after hours school care. Um, so we have like vacation care is what we call it. And that they kind of run by like a different program, like an outside of school program. But I am very involved with our extracurricular at school so during the school terms like I always coach a sport and so my Saturdays are spent my Saturday mornings are, co are spent coaching and I typically coach after school or before school twice a week but yeah over the school holidays I can't say I don't work um, because I usually try and pick up some babysitting or some nannying work or um, you know I because I enjoy it I don't go into school on the weekends unless I'm coaching um, and I I do probably do more of my work during the school holidays because I'd rather as I said because we have our term times I'd rather spend you know a few days of my holidays just smashing out all of my planning and editing as I go um, to not work on weekends or to not stay back super late all of the time definitely definitely okay well moving on 
uh, we are now going to enter our advice section of the podcast. So what advice do you have to someone entering their first years of teaching and someone entering their last years of teaching? Okay. I'm not sure if this is the right advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. Um, so I had written down um, to not worry so much about the curriculum and focus your time and energy on getting to know the kids and the families. Um, because I feel like this will always take you further than delivering really awesome lessons that are curriculum aligned. Um, so, you know, I think that that's always something that I've been... Um, I guess, known for is my relationships with the kids and the families. And, and people ask me all the time, like, what is it that you do? And I can't pinpoint one thing, but I know it's kind of always at the forefront of my mind is, you know, what is best for this child and this family and, and really making sure that they feel listened to and heard, especially with your students with needs or disabilities. Um, you know, their learning is always going to go much further if you have a good relationship with them over the, the actual content that you deliver. So that was my advice for teachers coming into their career and um, teachers kind of entering the last years of teaching. Um, I think that it's okay to um, not know everything, you know, teaching changes so frequently and it's, and it's, it's always different. Um, so I think it's really important for teachers who are, who are even leaving their career to continue asking questions because things do change and, you know, they don't um, need to act like they know it all uh, because I think, you know, or as some of the teachers that I've worked with, they don't want to seem like they can't do something. And so rather than asking for help or, um, you know, seeking support on something, they just try and figure it out themselves. And, you know, and as a result, they end up stressing themselves out, their workload is increased. And, um, you know, they're still, you know, maybe not doing it as well as, say, someone who could have sat down with them for 10 minutes and trained them how to do it. Yeah. Great advice. I think relationships matter. Just going back to what you said about someone entering their first years of teaching. Kids over content, that was the big thing that we kept saying at the start of this pandemic. Like, don't worry about the content, worry about the kids. And yeah. that needs to happen all the time. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to our final question What are you currently listening to, watching, and reading? So um, I'm a like I'm a really terrible reader for finding time to sit down and read books, but I do love reading. Um, so at the moment I commute 40 minutes to and from work. So I've been listening to a lot of um, audio books, and currently I've been kind of going between um, Michelle Obama's Becoming and uh, <laughs> That's and such a good book. I read it this summer. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the intuitive, intuitive eating. So I'm kind of going down that path at the moment um, by is it Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been going down that self love and, and learning to love your body and, and health at all sizes. So um, I guess trying to expand and understand a little bit more about that. 
So that's what I've been reading. Um, I just started watching a new Netflix series and I'm not sure it would be on in America because I think it's like an Australian documentary, but it's called Love on the Spectrum. And it's about, uh, oh, you do have it? Yeah. It's about young people on the spectrum who are who are trying to find love and form um, relationships. So, um, yeah, that's I've been enjoying that. And and then currently on my playlist, it's just been the last week or so I've been going back to my nineties R and B playlist. Oh, um, okay. so <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the whole feeling of coming to the end of the year and um, you know kind of letting my hair down a little bit, but going back to all of those. Um, childhood songs that I loved and you know now I actually understand the lyrics too and maybe think that I have been listening to them when I was like 10 but oh that's awesome great well is there anything else you want to add I'm really sad to finish this podcast and I want to just come to Australia right now but um (laughs) is there anything else you wanted to add for the listeners I think it's um it you know I love that you're doing this and um and as we've said, you know, like we've known each other for almost 12 years now. And it's crazy to think that where we started our friendship in, in really small town, Wisconsin, um, has, has kind of got us to this point that we are now and both in, you know, our teaching careers and, and kind of both in different paths or different, um, you know, departments of teaching. But yeah, I love, yeah, I love that we share this passion and I love that, you know, um, I kind of get to talk about it and have people even beyond my, you know, immediate circle that I see every day that I can share and talk with. So it's been really good. And I miss you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like cheering up a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, and I'm sure I'll put this in the, the intro when I record it later, but um, you just, you came back into my life when it was a very difficult time. I was going through a lot of stuff and um, you brought the light back into my life at a time that was really dark and I'll be forever grateful for you for that. And we have a lot of good memories because (laughs) because you came back. So, um, and I think that that, you know, that was, um, I guess it was like a turning point in my life too, because I mean, people probably don't know the backstory but I did have a really um rough experience my first time I came to America and um and 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 while it was a really terrible start to my um study abroad I ended up in a really great family and I had formed some really great friendships so it was really nice to come back that second time and really solidify that and um you know I laugh all the time because when I'm talking to my kids about um you know, particularly girls and then social issues in grade five and grade six and, you know, just the back and forth and the, you know, the bitchiness and the nastiness. And um, I say, you know, you just have to find your people. And I remember when I first moved to Eau Claire and we were, you know, going to university and, and you had all of these beautiful friends and they were so lovely to me, um, but they were all kind of in choir and performing arts. And I was like, oh my goodness, these people are just so lovely, but they're just not my people. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I kind of joined the rugby team and I kind of found my people and, um, you know, you and I, I don't know, two very different people have two very different lives, but we come together and um, I think you even formed some friendships with the rugby girls and then, you know, I've formed some friendships with, with your performing arts friends and I think that's, um, you know, what's, what's really beautiful about life and um, 
you know, I suppose being in education too, I, I'll i always encourage children to travel, children to study abroad if that option is presented to them because, you know, um, those opportunities only have such a short lifespan in, in when you can do them. And, um, you know, I think I went through some of the toughest and some of the best experiences um, of my life when I was studying abroad and, I'm the person that I am today because of them. So, yeah. Well, that is a beautiful note to end on. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'd like to thank my guest, Jenea, for joining me today. Even though we are in different days currently, <laughs> it's always nice to talk to you no matter what day it is. Your students and your families are so lucky to work with you. And I hope someday I can observe you in your yeah. home. So You're thank great. you so much. This was so Anytime. much fun. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of My Teacher Friends. Send me an email and let me know what you thought of today's episode, if you tried any of our teaching tips, and how they worked for you and your students at myteacherfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, remember, teacher friends, take a deep breath, relationships matter, and never stop being authentically you.